Section 55 of United States Senate Election Expulsion and Censure Cases, 1793-1990, by Anne M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Joanne Turner. Case 53, Adelbert Ames, 1835-1933, Mississippi. Election Case, February 25, 1870, to April 1, 1870. Issues, Reconstruction, Qualifications, Residency. Chronology, Credentials Presented, February 15, 1870. Referred to Committee, February 25, 1870. Committee Report, March 18, 1870. Senate Vote, April 1, 1870. Result, Seated. Background. In 1867, Congress passed the first of the Reconstruction Acts, returning the former Confederate states, including Mississippi, to military rule. President Ulysses S. Grant, in 1869, selected Adelbert Ames as provisional governor and military commander of the district. A Maine native and West Point graduate, who had been awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor for his valor during the Civil War, Ames proved an articulate and dedicated spokesman for the policies of radical republicanism, as befitted the future son-in-law of radical Republican Representative Benjamin F. Butler. Concerned about the violence against African Americans that he saw in Mississippi and elsewhere in the South, Ames joined the Republican Party and championed the rights of Mississippi blacks. Despite bitter infighting that split the state's Republican Party into two factions, Mississippi succeeded in establishing a state constitution in January 1870, and on February 23rd of that year, the state was readmitted to representation in Congress. When the Republicans who dominated the legislature elected the 34-year-old Ames to the United States Senate, he resigned from the Army to take the post. As his colleague, the legislature chose Hiram Revels, the first black to serve in the Senate. See Case 54. Statement of the Case When the credentials of Adelbert Ames were presented to the Senate on February 25, 1870, Democrats questioned his qualifications, and the matter was referred to the Committee on the Judiciary. His opponents charged that at the time of his election, Ames held two military posts. He was commander of the Military District of the Mississippi, as well as the provisional governor of the same jurisdiction. Some senators therefore questioned whether Ames, who as provisional governor had signed both his own credentials and those of Revels, was in fact a legal resident of Mississippi. Response of the Senate On March 18th, Roscoe Conklin, Republican of New York, submitted the report of the Judiciary Committee with a resolution unfavorable to Ames. The report included Ames's statement to the committee, explaining that when he decided to leave Army life, he made a public declaration of his intentions, began negotiations to purchase property in the state, and resigned his military office 
before the readmission of Mississippi to the Union. The committee, however, did not consider these actions sufficient and recommended that Ames not be seated because it believed the Constitution required a senator-elect to be an inhabitant of the state at the time of election and not merely upon the convening of the Senate. The committee maintained that Ames did not resign his military commission and announce his intention to remain permanently in Mississippi until after his election. Conklin spoke at length in support of the committee's interpretation of the constitutional wording. He began his remarks by praising the personal worth, military courage, and obvious integrity of the senator-elect. He hoped to see Ames in the Senate, but not on the basis of the election that had been held in January. Conklin was sure that once the Senate rejected these credentials, the Mississippi legislature would promptly re-elect Ames, who was now clearly eligible for the seat, and he could then be seated. Based purely on the technical facts of the case, the committee believed that Ames did not meet the legal requirement for residency at the time of the election. In support of this assertion, Conklin explained that one could not become a resident of a state by, quote, mere locality of existence, unquote, but must move there voluntarily and demonstrate a firm intention to remain there. Because Ames had gone to Mississippi in compliance with military orders and would have to leave if ordered elsewhere, he could not be said to have moved there voluntarily or to be in a position to plan to remain there permanently. The Judiciary Committee therefore ruled that he could not legally claim to have been an inhabitant of Mississippi at the time of his election. Senate Republicans, however, were not united on the issue, for most believe that Ames should be seated. Committee member Benjamin F. Rice, Republican of Arkansas, disagreed with the committee's recommendation. He contended that the intention to remain in Mississippi was enough to make Ames an inhabitant, an intention Ames had formed at the time he was elected. An extensive debate ensued, continuing on March 23rd and 31st and April 1st, with supporters and opponents of Ames citing various legal authorities to support their positions that Ames should or should not be considered an inhabitant of Mississippi in the constitutional meaning of the term. A more severe view was expressed by several Democratic senators, who questioned the validity of the election itself. Garrett Davis of Kentucky charged that since Ames as military governor had overseen the election of the legislators who later elected him senator, quote, that legislature, the men who composed it, were the creatures of General Ames, unquote. Will the Senate, he asked, enact the solemn farce of admitting here a man thus appointed by his own military chieftain and sent here by a legislature selected by himself and whose action in the election of senator was controlled by himself? When word of the Senate's wrangling reached Mississippi, 
the legislature adopted a resolution, which arrived in Washington on March 31st, assuring the Senate that the election of Ames had been legal and urging that he be seated immediately. Perhaps convinced by this message, the Senate finally acted on April 1st. It first voted 40 to 12 to amend the Judiciary Committee's resolution, striking the word not, and then voted to seat Ames. He immediately came forward and took the oaths of office. Conclusion Differences among Republicans over Reconstruction continued to plague the party at both the state and national levels. In the Senate, five Republicans, including Conklin and Judiciary Committee Chairman Trumbull, cast their votes against Ames, thus reflecting the widening breach among party members over Reconstruction policies. Adelbert Ames served until 1874, when he resigned from the Senate and returned to Mississippi to become governor. There, his efforts to guarantee civil rights for all citizens met with tragic defeat. In 1875, a rejuvenated Democratic Party in the state used terror and violence to recapture the legislature. Threatened with impeachment by the hostile legislators, Ames resigned, left the state, and retired from politics. Returning to New York and Massachusetts, he accumulated great personal wealth, yet seemed always haunted by his experiences in Mississippi. Ames lived until 1933. End of Case 53 and of Section 55